Good evening guys, this is Cody Brown from Cody Brown Reflections and welcome to another episode of Showing You My Heart. And on the Showing You My Heart segment of the Cody Brown Reflections podcast, um, we talk about either one verse in particular or a multitude of verses that uh, kind of shed some light on uh, either controversial topics or some things that I think should be going on in the church or some things that should not be going on in the church. Uh, just, you know, just however that happens to work out. Um, and I will say that in this episode, um, this is probably going to be uh, one of the most controversial ones that I've done so far. And I've done some pretty controversial ones. Um... <laughs> uh, so it's like, yeah, we, we, but we have to have these talks and, uh, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, beneficial for everybody, regardless of whether you, uh, you know, accept it or not. I think you're going to learn something, um, regardless and which is, which is what I want you to do is to, uh, you know, to learn something. So I want to read um, Hebrews chapter 2 about the first four verses um, because that's what we're going to be talking about today and this goes along with my series of you know once saved always saved sort of kind of <laughs> and answering that doctrine and then um, we'll go from there as far as uh, you know what that means for us and and all that other fun stuff, and <laughs> I'm sorry because I'm I'm also setting up for another video right after this. Well, a video and not you know just a podcast. Um, comparing some things, but anyway, <coughs> into our uh, text for today, Hebrews chapter two, verses one through four says, therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or, or disobedience received, received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard. While God also bore witnesses, witness by sign, and signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. So, <coughs> I read the first four verses to give you some context, um, but I really want to focus on uh, the question that is asked in verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? And the idea that he's talking about is how shall we extreme... Uh, escape, you know, uh, our just reward, which would be, you know, burning in a sinner's hell if we uh, neglect our salvation. And what he means by, you know, neglecting our salvation is just like, you know, this, and this really does come out in the once saved, always saved thing. It's like, well, once I'm saved, you know, I can live however I want to, 
and you know it's fine because I'm saved and you know I'm gonna go to heaven regardless of what I do or how I live or whatever that's the attitude within most if not all of the religious world and this question here in verse 3 just debunks the whole thing because it's like <coughs> uh, you know he talks about how great this salvation is. It's that, you know, all of our disobedience and all of our transgressions, all of that was uh, taken away. And it was proven by God. This gospel was proven by God in the the miracles and the signs and the wonders and, you know, the gifts of the Spirit. And, you know, the message that was proclaimed in uh, tandem with those signs and miracles. It's a great message and it's a great salvation. And it's a salvation that demands us to mold our lives to look more like Christ. And if we, you know, say, well, you know, I'm, I've been saved and so now I can do whatever I want because I'm saved, then having that attitude is having a very low attitude about your salvation and it's an attitude <coughs> in which you will not escape uh, the just reward, which would be burning in a sinner's hell. So, this is, this is my, and that's my main issue with the idea of once saved, always saved. Um, you know, now, you know, like if you say, well, you know, once saved, always saved, if you remain, remain obedient to God. Now that I can get behind. Um, because if you continue to show your obedience to God and, you know, continue to continue to correct your mistakes and, and take sin out of your life and as, you know, as you see it, then, you know, by all means, uh, you know, if you are remaining in Christ and making the effort, then yes, once saved, always saved can be a thing. Uh, but the idea of, you know, well, now that I'm saved, I can just go do whatever and be willy-nilly and you know, be a backslider and all this, that, and the other, and it's like, no, that's not the message that's proclaimed, um, you know, not even by Jesus. Because he told the Jews who should have known him that was like, you know, it's, it's like, hey, you should have known me. You should have known that, you know, all of this was going to take place, and yet they didn't. And he called them hypocrites for it. <laughs> and, you know, God hates a hypocrite. Um, and so the idea of being a hypocrite is like, you know, you, these, the word was derived from, uh, from, you know, like the Greek plays and in the plays, you know, you'd have two different masks. One would be a smiley face and one would be a sad face and you would change out your masks, you know, based on however, and they, they would be on sticks and so you could easily change. Um, but you are acting in a way that, you know, that you were not really being. And so they called them hypocrites. And that's the idea, you know, pretending to be something that you're not, uh, putting on that mask, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, God does not like hypocrites. He hates hypocrites. And the idea of once saved, always saved, um, you know, just presents, it makes that, idea of, hey, I can be a hypocrite and be okay, 
and, you know, not have a guilty conscience about it later is, you know, one of those things. Um, now, there are some good people that believe in once saved, always saved, that don't, um, that don't believe that, you know, that you can live however you want just because you're saved. There are some people out there in the world like that, and I, I respect those people. However, um, you know, there's not enough scripture and there's not enough exegesis for me to <coughs> to get behind the idea of once you're saved you're always saved and the question that you would ask you know well you know what if someone is you know like a backslider or any or something like that the return question is well was that person really saved to begin with and so it's like, you know, you go to the level of questioning someone's salvation, and it's like, whoa, you know, that's that's going farther than asking, you know, what if someone, you know, goes back into a life of sin? <coughs> you know, these things are controversial, and it's a very controversial topic, I get it, but it's something that has to be talked about, and it's something that needs to be talked about. Uh, so I'm I'm not getting on board with the once saved always saved, just because just even based on Hebrews chapter two at verse three, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? You know that idea is really prevalent, and you know the idea in Scripture does present a possibility of once saved always saved, but it's determined upon our faithful obedience and not. Uh, you know, God's saving power. And that's that's where a lot of people, you know, just kind of fall short on it. It's just like, you know, you're looking at it from the perspective of, perspective of, well, if, you know, if we can lose our salvation, then God's not a perfect Savior. But the way we should really be looking at it is, is, you know, if we lose our salvation, it's because of our lack of faith and our lack of obedience. Um... As opposed to, you know, because nothing is ever God's fault. Uh, you know, God works in a perfect way. And so to say that God is not a perfect Savior is blasphemy. Because God is a perfect Savior. Um, that is His promise. But His promises always come with conditions. Always. And His condition placed upon salvation is faith and obedience, which is what he's demanded from Genesis chapter 2, when he created men and put them in the world. He demanded simple faith and obedience from his creation of Adam and Eve, and he has demanded such even all the way through to the book of Revelation. So, <laughs> um, you know, the idea of once saved, always saved, it just doesn't work. Uh, you know, because we won't be able to escape uh, our due reward if we neglect our salvation because of how great it is and because of what God done to make it possible. So I hope that, you know, as you look at these things and as you think about this thing, you know, just look at Scripture. If anything else, just look at Scripture and, and read and see how God works. Because God is consistently working the same way from Genesis to Revelation. He's drawing us back to Himself. Through the plans and promises that He makes 
with the people of Scripture and with the people that he ful fulfills it in, like Jesus and things like that. So I think, you know, we need to just look at the Scriptures and see what they have to say on the topic. But the idea of once saved, always saved, it's just not biblical for me. And it's not, you know, if we look here at the, the you know, the book of Hebrews, it's it's just not there. But anyway, thank you guys so much, and I hope you appreciate this video, this podcast, and I hope you can learn something from it, if anything. So, thank you so much, God bless, and have a good night.